their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, um. Let's go diesel. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Vlog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined tonight by my co-hosts, Corey and Cliff. Fellas, say what's good. What's going on, bruh? It's good. Not much, man. It's been a long time since it's been us three and just us three. Yeah, man, it took a while for me to recover from the Redskins. It's just disastrous season and the Kirk Cousins' cousin saga. But now that's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over, 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 over. Forget. Hey, we, didn't we say no more Kirk Cousins talk on this podcast? You're correct. Yep. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Eleven. <laughs> Corey's so uh, He's so happy. <laughs> hey, it's, McCliff, it's come a on, damn man. shame. Let's it's a damn honest. shame you've taken so much delight in this, man. It's it's not even the fact that you know we got Alex. I'm boosted off Alex. It's not that he's not no Aaron Rodgers. No, you're happy that we got you. You're happy that he's gone. I'm just glad that it's over. The saga's over, so we can move on. I dropped in on a Twitter conversation, I think it was this morning, between J.P. Finley and Ben Standig, and they are asking about projections from next season. And they said, I think they'll win more games next year just for Kirk not being here because the headache is over. And I, I tend to agree. I mean, I think they'll be better next year just because this saga is over. Jeez. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> everybody, comes, comes settle down. <laughs> everybody calm the fuck down. I'm not saying they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games, but this saga has been draining for the fans and the organization, and now it's done with. Absolutely. Yeah, but also, right. it's going. To, we got to see that, what we uh, do. I, I, that we saga have anything to do with them giving up six yards a damn carry? Bruh. Bruh. I mean, hey, but, but now you can go and pay my man, Muhammad Wilkinson, who's about to get cut. Shout out Muhammad. I like how I like how Paul just claimed Muhammad early. <laughs> oh no, you're not putting me on any bumless in 2018. The first time he misses the first time he misses a meeting for a damn week. All right. He's gonna be your man then too. Remember that. <laughs> then, then Paul you know, gonna be like, he's not my man. How's he my man? Stop assigning me bums. <laughs> Cliff is gonna text me and Corey one night in a few months after we've signed him, and DMD followers is gonna tweet out a picture of him faded at Rose Bar. I'm like, oh my God, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> I will say this. I say this from Mo Wilkerson. If anybody can get to you, it's Tom Sula. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yep, know, absolutely. Tom Sula will be on that ass. Hey, if, 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 if the numbers are right, I would bring him in, man. Why not? He's a dog up front. Hey, is this another guy we can add? This. I'm still going all in for Benny Logan. I would probably go for Don Terry Poe too. Mom Wilkerson is probably a. a I don't want to say distant third, but definitely in third place. That had that threesome, but uh, first, I put him first. He's a better player than both of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's but, just a matter: of, are you motivated? Yeah, but it, that's the thing. They gave him the back, and then he got lazy. So guys like he that, get lazy. Worry about he get lazy. He became a malcontent. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, malcontent. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all that is. He, I mean, he, he can stop working hard. He just. You're on the Jets. We some uh, trash. You, you know took the words saying? out of my mouth, Cliff. He played for the Jets. The Jets right. to do that to you. Come on, man. He walked into training camp this year. He saw Josh McCown taking snaps, <laughs> Robert Anderson, wide receiver, and a hundred-year-old Joe Forte playing running back. Wilkerson said, "Fuck, man." That, that called him Joe. That called him Joe Forte. 
Joe Forte. I call him Joe Forte. My bad. <laughs> Damn, that's in Carolina hoops. <laughs> Shout out to Matthew. <laughs> All right, Cliff, real quick, who would you take, Muhammad Wilkinson or Sheldon uh, Richardson right Ooh. now? Damn, two malcontents, dog. Mm. What? Well, uh, that's really why I'm just two headaches. Sheldon out here driving 150 miles an hour, <laughs> guns in the whip. <laughs> the hell, man. Oh. T.I. Richardson. Like what? What the hell is wrong with you? Got the sawed off. The sawed off in the car. You had a 12 year old in there. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, come on, man. You do that in VA, you're going to be away for a long time, man. They give you a hard time in Virginia. And Danny Boy is not getting you out. (laughs) Do that shit in Ashburn. You'll be serving five to 10 out here. Right. (laughs) Take a lesson Um, from your man, Albert Hainsworth. Do you see him back in the news? He got in a fight with his son in a basketball game and he had to be escorted off the grounds. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. He got in a fight. We're altercation, they say. I don't know if it's a physical altercation, but altercation nonetheless with his son at a high school basketball game, and security had to move him out the way. I was like, dog, dog. When are you, you going to be done being a piece of shit? Got into an altercation with his son? Yes. That boy, he probably can cuss. Oh. Damn, you're just going to blame it on CTE, man. <laughs> like, come on. Why are you getting Dude, into an altercation with your son at his game, bro? What are you Because, man, it's clear that that guy's a jerk, man. Well, I mean, we knew that. So you talk about getting the bag and someone's like getting the bag and just saying fuck it. I can see him now laying on FedEx Field, bro. Wilkerson, not Wilkerson. Sorry, Haynesworth was a disaster. Sorry. Complete, total disaster. Yes, yeah. he cashed some checks too quick though. Yeah, man. If we had to rank the crap moves this organization has made in the past, let's just say fifteen, let's just say under Snyder, the past eighteen years. That's definitely the one seed, right? Ah, oh, uh, you think oh, so? My man got the first saw that first direct deposit, went straight to Waffle House, and give a damn about football <laughs> system. Hey, well, what about what about when we went to the playoffs with Brad Johnson and then we replaced him with Jeff George? The Jeff George fiasco was a nightmare, but Haynesworth was a national embarrassment, man. I mean, it yes, was. man, it was land on field. I wanted to be a fly on the wall. When Shanahan told him, yeah, you playing uh, three, four no's. <laughs> remember how against he was. He was like, yep. no, nah, I'm not doing yeah. it. No way. Because he's, he's not a three, four no's. Not I, at I, all. I know he's not three, four no's. Thank you, Shanahan. Yeah. So, the, so, you're, so the Hainsworth move is worse than signing Adam Archuleta. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know the money's worse. Obviously. Archuleta was just a bad, like, Archuleta was a bad free agent signing. That was, that Hainsworth was, was a national embarrassment. You had a sports center out here clocking how long he lived on the ground for. <laughs> had a little clock running next to it. He was oh on the God. ground for eight seconds. And he was just watching the play, bro. Hey, man. They had a special segment on NBC, CBS, all the local affiliates. They're like, what did Albert Hainsworth do in his conditioning test today? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Remember that? <laughs> uh, to go back to your question, uh, Wilkerson. I think Wilkerson's a better player. Absolutely. Uh, Richards, I mean, Wilkerson or Richardson, it's like you're taking a – you're rolling the dice on either one. I wouldn't give either one some huge deal. But Which one's younger? Uh, I think Richardson maybe by a year. Not, yeah. not by much. But I still think overall Wilkerson's a better player. Hey, man, put the tag on Cousins and trade a straighter for Leonard Williams. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you pull that off? <laughs> Bruce Allen is mayor for life. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no more hashtag fire Bruce Allen. You no more shit. I'd mow his lawn every day for a whole summer. Hey, you mow his lawn, dog? 
<laughs> you know you got the fresh cooler waiting for you, too. <laughs> and on that note, we're moving on. <laughs> All right, man. Speaking of malcontents, actually, let me not even say malcontent. Damn, you started Let me off. not even say malcontent. That I take that back. But let's talk about Sue Cravens. He was in the news this week. He is uh, applying for reinstatement to the NFL. He'll, in all likelihood, he'll be reinstated by the NFL. Will he be reinstated by the Redskins is the question. Uh, we've spoken about him at length on this podcast before. I don't think any of us think that he's really going to be back with this organization, right? Do I think he's going to be back? I don't know. Honestly, I'd have to say no. Do I want him back? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, this is the NFL is weird, right? A guy leaves a team because of because of concussions or whatever Craven's reasons were, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, the team might not want him back. Player murders family. Let's give him a shot. Right. Like, it's weird how that works in this league. What what breaks the bond, right? Um, right. I think you just gotta. I think Kime said that he, he think that he talked to evaluators. You think they can get a third round pick for him, which is, I guess you take that if you can get it. Yeah, but I supremely doubt that third round pick's gonna be. Yeah, no. And Cravens is also really young, so I, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, whatever third round pick you take is probably going to be older than Cravens, and you're not even certain he's going to be as good a player. But so. with with all the stuff that's come out, though, clearly he was. Act, I mean, I'm I'm not going to condone him leaving the team, but now that we know that it was actually like a health situation, and I also saw earlier they mentioned he had issues with his family, the concussion, he never truly recovered from it. I mean, I'm sure there's a better way he could have gone about it, but. I don't know if you just get rid of a player like that. I, I would hope the team would evaluate the situation, have a sit down with him. I mean, he's still on his rookie deal. It's not like his his contract is going to kill us on the cap. Like, I mean, use that player, use him up while you can. Yeah, uh, here's where I stand on it. He, and Cliff's right; he's very young. I think I read something today that even if Cravens hadn't have come out in 2016, let's say he was drafted in 2017, he mm-hmm. still would have been one of the 25 youngest players in the draft. Yeah, he's young. I think he was twenty when we drafted him. Yeah, wow. I think he was. He barely just turned twenty-one, or maybe he wasn't even twenty-one yeah. yet. We drafted him. He's a young player, and now he's dedicated himself full time to moving to safety. He lost all that weight, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he's two years into the switch, and he's probably mentally ready to make that switch. We don't know if he can play safety or not. We saw two plays of it in the preseason before he went down the injury, and then was you know went on sabbatical or whatever. Um. I would like to see what he can do. I really would. I I don't see it. I don't see them bringing him back. Uh, you saw Mason Foster talking about today with uh, Cooley and Kevin. He mm-hmm. said that, you know, that's his brother. And he'd like to see him back. But he also did mention that there are some guys in the locker room that had hard feelings about it. And you know the organization probably was pretty pissed off about what he did. Um, I don't know. It's trust. Trust is a big thing in this league. You got to be able to trust your teammates. You got to be able to trust your players. And once the trust is broken – for a guy that has proved nothing in this league, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense to keep him around. So, I don't know. I, I don't but, know. I mean, but, I, I, I didn't mean to cut that. you off, Cliff. Yeah, go ahead. I was going mean, to make a point on what you said earlier because I understand what you're saying, Paul, but kind of like Cliff said earlier, he didn't murder anybody. Of course he didn't. Like, like there's, he... there's, teams, there's teams that take players back that beat women. That are in, like they're in stories every day for domestic violence. This kid had a health issue. Like, well, yes, he- but, but Corey, you, you and me both know that this is the NFL. 
if they can, you can do whatever you want off the field. If you can ball, you're going to keep your job. But if, as soon as you do something to alienate yourself in the locker room, you're extend, expendable, yeah, especially I, when you're I, a young I, guy. You know, Paul, I, I get you. that. But I, I would just say to that, our roster is about to have a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. If four or five guys, one, who are these people? Exactly. Uh, that's, if, they're, if I don't see them in the top 22 to depth chart, then I don't give a damn what you think. You backup safety. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure the outspoken other... Swearinger is one of them, Cliff. Your, your guy Swearinger. I'm sure he's one that has a, some feelings towards uh, Mr. Cravens, but. I'm sure he does. I mean, Captain Swearinger after a year. <laughs> no, I think, I think I look at it like this. Uh, personnel wise, it makes sense to trade him mainly because of the concussion mm-hmm. stuff, right? Uh, Cravens can go out there get a concussion in training camp and, and be done. And be done. And be done. So I right. don't think our season depends on having Cravens. So if, he, if they decide to trade him, I get it. I just think going back to your boy McLuhan's drafting, <laughs> I'm just saying. Guys, we're not getting a lot from these draft picks. We really aren't. We I mean, really I, don't, aren't. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, fellas, I, I, mean, I want to see him back because there's so much unknown. I mean, it would suck to know that he turned into some amazing safety and you traded him away for peanuts because mm-hmm. he went AWOL one season, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's egregious. It sucks. But you kind of like just gave up on him and he turns out to be some amazing player because he does have instincts. He does have skills. Do we know if he's going to be a good, strong safety or free safety? We don't know that yet, but... You know, know, it's Paul. a situation well, I, where it's Paul, like Crayfish kind of strikes me as the kind of player who is gonna be good wherever you put him. Yes, that's just the that's just how it looks to me. When I think of Cravens, I think of that pick that he made on Eli. Man, that kid can make plays. I mean, yeah. we're not asking him to come back and be a starter. Put him right. in certain packages. Put him in situations regard where he covers the tight end. I mean, yeah, comes I, on a blitz I on think, a quarterback. I don't mean to cut you off, but I think that's kind of like the, his appeal. Because mm-hmm. people always talk about him being safety. Oh, well, he runs a four six five. He runs a four seven. You know what? He has amazing instincts. That's absolutely. I mean, and me and Cliff have talked at length in our little side chat about who you want: Edmonds or Roquan Smith. And I always say Smith because Smith has the instincts. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, instincts go above everything else. If you're an instinctual football player, there's no limits to what you can do, no matter what your measurables are. So that's why I would want to keep him around. I hear you on that. Yeah. No argument here. I think he's gone, but. I think I think he's going to. Kyle even said today. Kyle was on the radio. I forgot what show he was on this morning. He said that he thinks he's gone. So, if Kyle said it and Finley both say it, then and, and if he's gone and he ends up playing well somewhere else, I, so be it. I it, is what it is. Yeah, so be it. Like he he put the organization in the situation where they had to make this kind of decision. But also, let's mention this: by him going AWOL, we got the opportunity to see Monte Nicholson, even though he didn't play sixteen games. That gave right. Nichols, Nicholson an opportunity, so right. And, I mean, and, things and here's, and here's something I kind of thought of on the side about this: if you can get a third or fourth round pick for him, this draft is very rich in two positions where the Redskins are shaky: running back and safety. If you can get a third round pick for Cravens, somebody who you don't know if he's gonna be a good safety yet because he's still making a transition, and draft the guy. I'm not saying a draft pick is automatically good, but there's guys like Jesse Bates from Wake Forest. I really like. Justin Reed from Stanford, like guys you can get in the second, third round who can come in there and be your third safety, guys who already experienced the position, then it might be it might be worth it to make the trade, you know? And like Cliff said, he rests concussions. Who knows how many more he can get before he was AWOL again? It's just it's a it's a very delicate situation. So I would just say I get people's loving of draft picks. 
I think draft picks generally sound better before the players take it. Mm-hmm. Would Doug Williams say, Cliff, it's a crapshoot? Yeah, they sound better before the players take it. Hey, man, keep your voice yeah. down before our uh, <laughs> Reskins Twitter gets in our mentions and starts killing us like they did I mean, uh, when he said that shit. They can kiss my ass. Yeah, dumbest fan base in the league. Sorry, guys. Because, I, I love you guys, but we're, we're the dumbest fan base in the league. Let's be honest. Because yeah. I think it's easy for people to be like, well, like, I, I think I've talked about McClure a lot on this podcast. McClure gets a lot of credit around here. I don't know exactly what he's done. And if you end up trading Cravens after basically only having him for half a season, that's a terrible draft pick. You think Bruce might want to do that just to say, you know, well, McClellan was here no, and his players no, have done nothing? No, no, no. Cravens has put us in the situation. Yeah, definitely. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um, Matt Jones. Where's Matt Jones? Out the league. Jeez. Out the league. Uh. And I know we talk about Doxon a lot. Mm-hmm. Doxon hasn't given us anything. Not yet. He hasn't. Nope. We're two years in. We really have not gotten much from him. Right. I mean, how many of his draft picks? And if you want to keep the 2017 draft is his draft. Okay, we can do that. How no, many drafts have not, really been draft. If so you're what? not in the room making decisions, that's not your draft. Yeah, that wasn't his draft. We might have used his draft board, but that wasn't his draft. His <laughs> draft board. That is I had to do that, Cliff, because I knew you was going to do it. Because <laughs> it's just such bullshit. I hear you. Yeah. Let's talk about the Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champions. And let's Gosh. talk about uh, – yes, it's, it's the first podcast since they won the Super Bowl. A fuck yeah. you shout out to Philly. Yeah. Right. Huge middle, huge middle finger. You will not be getting any congratulations from me. None whatsoever. Fuck you and your cheese with sandwiches. Yeah. Throw that shit down the sewer. (laughs) Y'all so petty. I'm happy for some individuals. There's some people who I know personally, a couple cousins who are from Philly, Delaware, Jersey, that are Eagles fans. I'm happy for them personally. But no, as an organization, as a staff record label, as a motherfucking crew, y'all can go to hell. All (laughs) y'all. Anyway, Super Bowl champions, nonetheless, they appear to have a window that's going to set them up for success for the next two or three years. They have 22 or 21 of 22 starters signed through 2020. Their quarterback's making pennies on the dollar. They have a coaching staff that is, it seems like a perfect fit for their team. So let's ask the question, how far away are we, the Russians, from their level of competency. Let's just, let's start by saying a one to ten. A one being very far away, and a ten being right on their heels. Where would you guys put it? I'd say six and a half, seven. I was going to say six. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this, Paul. Before people start getting mm-hmm. carried away, I mean, mm-hmm. signing their number of starters, they have negative nine million in cap room going into this. All that they do. Let them know, Cliff. They people say twenty one to twenty two starters signed through twenty twenty. Is that a good thing in football? Year-to-year league, man. Considering how often players get hurt. Mm-hmm. Is it good that you have all these players signed? I don't necessarily know if it is. They had a great season. They did. Great season. Uh, uh, Nick Foles played his ass off. That he did. In the last two games. Doug Peterson called great games. Hey, shout out Doug Peterson. He, I, he, I, I got to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to give him credit. That was amazing. Yeah. And a lot of things that he did in that Super Bowl, like – uh, you know, being ballsy and calling those fourth down mm-hmm. plays. Uh, that, yep. That's he was right. He said you can't scare money on making the money, and that's how he took, played it. Took chances. He trusted his players. Mm-hmm. He trusted the he trusted the analytics, but that's a discussion for another day. Right? <laughs> they 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 brought in the analytics department. Mm-hmm. The analytics department emphasized to them that they need to go for a fourth down more. Look at them now. 
because most teams want to kick a field goal in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because okay. that's the NFL way. People, coaches just love kicking field goals in the NFL. Look, the Eagles have a good team, mm-hmm. right? I don't consider them some sort of juggernaut. They Not a, at all. A good team that had a great season is how I see them. They had a lot of balls bounce their way, man. It's the, Cow- the Cowboys team I saw from last year mm-hmm. was pretty damn good, too. Yeah, they didn't was. win a Super Bowl. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off, Cliff. But, Core, before you say they had a lot of balls bounce their way, which they did, but let's not forget, like, halfway through October through the end mm-hmm. of November when Wentz got hurt, when they mm-hmm. were just blowing teams out left and right. They're a good team. And they, when you're a good team, balls bounce your way. Well, more, I mean, just the, defensively, they made they made a they caused they caused quite a few turnovers. I mean, that they, they put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. It's like it seems like everything was just clicking for them. I mean, I'm gonna give them credit. They are, I mean, from September to <laughs> to the Super Bowl, they were probably the best team in the league. Yeah, they, yeah. they had a great season. Yeah, but I, with I, that said, I'm not gonna go ahead and say, oh, Philly is the favorite to win it next year because, as yeah. we know, like Cliff always says, it's a year to year league. Man, right. injuries happen. I mean. They don't know how Wentz is going to look. Is he going to be healthy come September? I mean, I'm not going to say Foles is going to walk out there September week one and all of a sudden blow people out again. We don't know what type of Nick Foles you'll receive on Sundays. I mean, it's a lot of things that could change. Right. Sorry, Cliff, I cut you off. Go ahead. You were saying 6.5 and you are No, I think, look, I think our team is it's, – it's got work to do. But I don't see them, especially now that – It'd be one thing if Wentz was healthy. If they won mm-hmm. a Super Bowl and Wentz had played the level he did all year. Scary. I'd have been like, wow, yeah, I have a problem on her. Definitely, definitely. The funny thing about the Eagles is Foles was garbage up until the NFC title game. He was garbage. Hey, Cliff, and not even because Joel Peterson even admitted he had to adjust the offense going into the playoffs. Right. Because cause what they were running with, with uh, Wentz, Foles couldn't do that shit, so – that was a whole new game plan once in the division sense, round started. In a sense, I think that they were fortunate that he was so bad and the coaches decided to make some changes. Mm-hmm. You know the they Falcons, did. So, but the Vikings couldn't have seen this coming. Yeah. Right? The Vikings got ambushed. Falls was terrible versus the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? The Vikings the Vikings had no idea what was coming. And they got ran off the field. Yeah. Falcons, Falcons you, just shit the bed. You saw them doing a lot more stuff. They, they reintroduced what he did well under uh, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly, yep. Yeah, exactly. That's they, they pretty much brought the offense back just mm-hmm. for Foles, and mm-hmm. it and it worked like gangbusters. I mean, mm-hmm. what thirty five versus Vikings, forty one versus Patriots. I mean, they they just they knew that they, they weren't going to get past Minnesota playing like he played versus Atlanta. So he said, no. "We're going to scrap the entire playbook and we're going back to what you did back in twenty thirteen. That's why you got to give a shout out to Peterson, man. Right, yes, exactly. that's a hell of an adjustment. Yeah, and Frank Reich, like, because yeah. mm-hmm. Foles was really bad. Mm-hmm. That like that that's what makes it so funny. That's how you know that like NFL, they go, it's so fluke sometimes. Definitely. But in this scenario, you saw coaches that weren't stubborn. Because a lot of coaches would have been like, Well, it looks like we're just gonna have to go down with falls and I have an excuse. Mm-hmm. But Peterson knew that they had a really good team and he made some changes. And those jackasses won the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> All right. I mean, just follow up on what Cliff said. I'll probably I put us at a six, man, because I mean we've said it several times. It's a year to year league. You don't know what injuries are gonna happen. You don't know what type of all season your team's gonna have. I mean, what type of player acquisitions you're gonna have. 
I don't really personally think that the Eagles are this just like new bombshell where they're going to go on a run like the Patriots did. Like this is the NFC East, man. You got to earn your wins weekly. Just like we saw kind of like Cliff mentioned earlier, Dallas had a hell of a season year before this year. We didn't know <laughs> that was not the same Cowboy team we saw two years ago. I don't anticipate seeing the same Eagles team. And to be honest with you, I think with the addition, not even to take, I'm not even taking shots at Kirk, but with the addition of Alex Smith, I think we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be a little bit more competitive, but it's also going to depend on what we do this offseason. I can't really say just quite yet how close we are, how far away we are from the Eagles, because I think we still got a lot of moves to make, especially with free agency coming up in a couple weeks. But I don't, I'm not going to say that they're just um, light years better than us. Right. I know their defensive front seven is better than ours. But that's the first thing I look at. That's for damn sure. <laughs> with, with, yeah, with Fletcher Cox and Graham and all those guys. But I, I don't think we're that far from what Philly has. We just need to make a couple moves and get this thing rolling. There's two things that Philly does. Well, one thing that they do that I really hope that we do this year coming up in offseason. I know it's, it's taboo to talk about it because hmm. – for the longest time, the Ruskins fans have had the stigma that when you trade for players or you are aggressive in, in free agency, that it's a bad thing because of, mm-hmm. you know, past instances in this franchise. Mm-hmm. But think about what the Eagles did. Let's, let's go back to the end of 2015. We beat them. They're out the playoffs. They fired Chip Kelly. They rehire Howie Roseman. In two years, he, they're Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. That's how long it took them to flip this roster. They trade Bradford. They trade down again. They get Wentz. They trade for Ronald Darby. They, they acquire... Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, they trade mm-hmm. for uh, Jay Ajayi, they trade for Timmy Jernigan. Like, they were really aggressive in free agency. They were really aggressive with these trades. Sign LeGarrette Blunt. Sign LeGarrette Blunt. Like, they went out and they identified guys through trade free agency and they built this team in record time. I'm not saying that we should trade away mad draft picks or do anything ridiculous, but if you recognize a guy on another team that's on the trade block and you can get him for a reasonable pick, I, I'm all for it. Do it, man. If you can recognize the guy, do it. And, and just make sure you're not giving away the farm. Don't do anything ridiculous like a third-round pick for T.J. Duckett. But let's be aggressive. Yeah, well, you remember this past offseason, like before they signed, before they signed Alshon Jeffrey, everybody was like, he has no hamstrings, blah, 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 blah. They signed him to a one-year, $10 or $11 million. <laughs> it's turned, right. out to be, turned out to be a hell of a signing. They right. sent him four but for see, 54. You know, the thing about those kind of signings is hmm. he played well, yeah. gave him an extension. How much you guys want to bet those hamstrings are a problem again? Oh, they're going to flare up. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's that's how it works, right? I think in NFL draft picks are sometimes overrated, Mm -hmm. right? Teams, if anything, I think teams should be more aggressive when it comes Mm -hmm. to moving mid-round draft picks for good players. Agreed. Agreed. Because if you think about a fourth or fifth round pick, the chances that you get two years of starting play from that pick Mm -hmm. aren't that high. Crap shoot. And if I can trade that pick for someone who I know can give me two years of good football, I think that's a good trade-off. Yep. Exactly. Yep. But what, did, what, what did they give up? My bad, Cliff. What did they give up for a Jaye? They give, what, I think a third rounder? Yeah. Was it a third? Third or fourth. It was a third yes. rounder because they gave up, because they have a first-round pick and they have a fourth-round pick this year. They had almost second or third. I think the second was gone in part of the Darby trade. And they traded up for Wentz. Yeah, they traded picks for Wentz, too, didn't they? Well, well they, yeah. they got a first-round pick back mm-hmm. for Bradford. Yeah. Then they used that first and their original first to move to get Wentz. Ah, that's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Then they traded, I think, was it Matthews and a second for Darby, and they traded a third for Ajayi. Mm-hmm. 
and yep. they and they essentially just swapped third round picks for Jernigan, which is a steal. Jeez. Thank you, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, shout, out, yeah shout, out to, shout out to uh, fuck you. Shout out to uh, <laughs> your man uh, Ozzy Newsom for pretty much gift wrapping Timmy Jernigan for them. Thanks, appreciate Jeez. it. Jeez, <laughs> sitting right next to Fletcher Cox for the next four to five years. Jeez, thanks. <laughs> no, I think I just think teams there's this thing in the NFL where they don't. It's almost like they don't want teams to spend money in free agency, right? Because mm-hmm. it's always free agency is not how you build your team. That kind of crap. But then I see the teams who don't use free agency, like the Packers or the Patriots, mm-hmm. and their rosters just aren't that talented. Like what we saw in Super Bowl was one team had a lot more talent than the other team. Which Cliff, I'm glad you said it because it makes no sense. Like, is it because they have the great quarterbacks? Like their teams just choose not to spend money. Oh, I have Rogers, so we don't need players. I have Brady, so I don't need this. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like. Why is Brady throwing to Amendola and I mean obviously Edelman was out, Cooks, nothing against Cooks, but I feel like the Patriots could have had more weapons for Tom Brady. Like Rodgers could have more weapons, not even knocking um who am I thinking of? Jordy and Cobb, but it just seems like their rosters could be no, a lot better think, than what they are. We, I think where you see the problems is on their defenses. Yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely. Like the Patriots front seven on defense is trash. But Belichick likes a bunch of no-name guys. It, it, it's, hey, he just likes me a genius. And that Malcolm Butler stuff. Was, it's, it's, like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You cost your team a championship, Belichick. Period. You're, cu- you're cutting off your nose despite your face. I don't care what anyone says. He costs his team, bro. You can't have Paul's man Eric Rowe out there getting cooked. Yeah, that's definitely See, see this is the shit we, we <laughs> say he wasn't going to do in 2018. <laughs> But Paul, that is your man. Paul, you, that was hundred percent your man. You Eric Rowe was. You wanted no, to draft no, no, Eric no, Rowe. No, no. You wanted to draft <laughs> Eric Rowe. You were like, he can play safety in corner, just like your man, uh, Jimmy Ward. Okay. <laughs> no, all right. I, I know this is gonna sound bad because I wasn't talking about Eric Rowe, but I was talking about another bum ass motherfucker. Uh, what's his man's name? Uh, Quentin Rollins. <laughs> I did yeah. want Quentin Rollins. <laughs> And now he's part oh. of one of the worst secondaries in the NFL up in Green oh, Bay. Man, jeez. No, nah, I, mm. I just hope teams like the Eagles, when they win, it kind of changes the way the league looks at free agency and trading players. Yeah. Like, it's these, okay to spend some money, man. Yeah. 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 These teams have $160 million caps. Like, why wouldn't they? The idea that there's teams with $90 million in cap space should be illegal. Yeah. Period. Cliff, not even Before, to get sidetracked. Isn't it? Don't they have something in the NBA where you have to spend a certain amount of money? Or am I wrong? That's in baseball. They have a cap floor. No, they have a they have a floor. In oh, they have a cap floor in NBA as well. They have a floor in NBA, a floor in oh, NHL. But we don't have. There's not one have in baseball though. That's right. There isn't one in baseball. There is not one in baseball. Okay, there's no cap right. in baseball. Just, yeah, I was gonna say there's no cap in baseball. Too, yeah, but there's so. no floor either. That's why the, the Rays can get away with spending thirty million dollars in players, and the Yankees spend half a bill. Damn, half a bill. Okay, <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not half a bill, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe a quarter bill, though. Half a billion dollars. <laughs> nah, like I think the 49ers have like 90 million cap space. Yeah, the Browns the have Jets, 110. Yo, that's ridiculous, man. The Jets a couple of years ago had like went into the season with like 60 million cap space. Like that but, should not be legal. What is the point in keeping all that cap space? Your team is losing. Well, you know where, but you know where you're not losing? The bank. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Because yeah, think about it. There's, and this is a point that Cooley made the other day. Because Cooley was talking about how some people say free agents don't want to come here and how that's bupkis. Because there's 
maybe like 12 or 15 teams in the NFL where the owners really don't care about making any kind of noise in the playoffs or Super Bowls. They just care about the bottom line of their team. And we're on the other side. Snatter only cares about winning. He'll hold right any check, which is why free agents will come here. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, like Cliff just said, we don't have to go out there and go all crazy, but no. just spend wisely. I feel like, I mean, obviously we have a history of doing making some dumbass choices in free agency, but we're giving stoop the wrong players a certain certain amount of money. But sure. For example, like guys like Allen Robinson, give him that Alshon Jeffrey deal that Philly gave him, that one for eleven. I'm sorry, I'm doing it. He's worth it. But I also feel like once people decide that a certain narrative is on you, they just never change yeah, it. Definitely. Because we have not been doing dumb shit in free agency yeah, in a definitely. while. Mm-hmm. But we're still we still have that mm-hmm. label. Definitely. We signed Pierre Garçon. No one gives credit when we did that. Yep. Which was a great signing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it might be our best free agent signing since Fletcher. Oh, Fletcher. Yeah, definitely Fletcher. I was going to say Moss. You look at Swearinger, Zach Brown. Mm-hmm. These were good signings. Yeah, man. Vernon Davis turned out to be a good free agent signing. Mm-hmm. Got him for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrell Pryor, everybody praises when we signed Terrell Pryor. Sometimes you miss. Luckily, but, but we still have that label. All right. I, I honestly give him credit for not giving him a long-term deal. Yep. Because you know that 10 years ago, they would have. Yep. And the funny thing is the Giants weren't assigning his worth. Damn, I wish they would have. us. <laughs> yep. That's, like, that's the funny thing about those scenarios. The time when we spent, we wasted money was when Snyder first got it. And we like the whole Mark Carrier, Jeff Bruce George, Smith. the Bruce Dion. The Giants also wanted Hainsworth. Mm-hmm. But when we signed him, it was like, oh, look at them. They're giving away all this money. It's like, once you get a label like this, like that team has, it's hard to get rid of it. Definitely. Which is why when when there's a report that they're considering, they're looking into whether they can tag Cousins and trade them, <laughs> the whole fan base loses their mind. <laughs> Even though it, the report said they were looking into it, not that they were doing it, they're just it wasn't exploring the option. Right? Exploring the what kind of front office would they be if they didn't explore it? But then, if they didn't clip, the fan base would be like, "Well, why did they try to trade him? Get something in return." It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that's the fan base. That's the franchise we have. Like you can say whatever you want about us. If it's negative, people immediately believe it. Absolutely. I feel you. I feel you on that. One thing that Philly does that I hope we do more of this year is more repass options. I know that's kind of a buzzword in NFL right now, and you're probably going to see a lot more teams going with that. But one thing that kind of we did this offseason that kind of shows that we might move in that direction, one, getting Alex Smith, who obviously could run that. Two, was going out of our way to make sure we secured Kevin O'Connell, who is a Chip Kelly disciple. Because remember, he was the, the UCLA yeah. coordinator job. Good point, and, and yeah, yep. He was going to go with um, Chip Kelly to UCLA. Mm-hmm. We, we gave him a promotion and gave him a raise and said, we're going to stay here. Let's go, he, Alex. You, I think I saw a stat today that said, out of all the teams that repass option, Philly and Kansas City, yeah, both, both ran 18%, which is were tops in the league. So obviously yeah. now you have a guy who can do it, a guy who's been doing it for years, and a guy who – has a extensive knowledge in how to run it. So I hope to see that more come this fall. Well, Cooley was talking about it, man. He was saying, like, you know, don't throw Alex out there and just say, here, Alex, here's the offense. This is what we do. Adjust the offense to what he does, man. 
not saying Alex can't run what Gruden did last year with Cousins, but clearly Alex does damn good in that read pass option. Right. The dude can scramble. He can make plays with his feet. I'm not saying he needs to go out there and be like Robert Griffin scrambling for 80 yards, but allow him to do what he does. Right. I, I don't think that it makes sense to go out and get some Alex Smith if you just are going to try to make a square peg fit in a round hole. Like you need to mm-hmm. cater your offense for this guy. Because obviously mm-hmm. Alex Smith has limitations. He does a lot of things well. He does a lot of things not so well. But if you come out here and try to make him into Andy Dalton, it's not going to work out. You need to build an offense for Alex Smith. No, but I mean, if you look at the Bengals' offense with Dalton, right? Yeah, I mean, I, they I know moved, what you're they, no, I'm saying, but they moved Dalton around. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, because of how quarterback is viewed in everything, and we won't even get into like the particulars to that. Dalton came from a spread offense. Mm-hmm. Sure Dalton, did. Dalton moved right around a lot, right? I think I think since I think it's easy to forget the Gruden played quarterback and the offense that we ran with Cousins didn't necessarily look like the one we ran with the Bengals. There's certain things that Cousins wasn't that good at. Mm-hmm. I think Gruden probably would like it if his quarterback could move around a little bit more. So we probably will see more bootlegs. Like Gruden is from the, the Andy Reid tree. Yes, he is. Like, like he's from that. Into, into me, and obviously you saw Doug Peterson. To me, nobody game plays better than Reid. Right, like Reid will fit his system to his quarterback. Huge fan of Andy Reid, man. Always have been. He will never make his quarterback do things simply mm-hmm. because this is how my offense runs. Exactly. So. I expect it to be the same with Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I I definitely think so. Just uh, I, but one thing we need to make sure is that we need to surround him with more talent. I, I don't think that we can go into this season with the talent as is. Obviously, you need another re- receiver, maybe two. You need another Alan running Robinson. back, maybe two. Uh, you got you got to secure a guard, hopefully in free agency. There's a couple guys out there who might be expensive, but I, w- I would spend the money on a, on an Andrew Norwell or something like that. Um, so are we off the Spencer Long train? Down to cut you off, Paul, but you're, are um, we off the slide Spencer Long on the left guard? They were talking today about how much centers make in the NFL. I think that Cooley said today that Spencer Long would want somewhere around $8 million a year. And if that's, that's crazy, crazy he, he can go. It's yeah. not even if that's the case. Like He's not the starting center anymore. Yeah, that's Rui's right, job. And, Right, I think Robbie Duncan, shout out to Robbie Duncan, wrote a really nice piece today. I think you guys saw it as well, about Chase Rullier and, and his progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he, I think they want him to be the center, and I they mean, should. He's good. Gruden he was the center, but he yeah. was the center. And Gruden spoke highly of him, man. He's a natural center. We're not moving him from a different position. That's that's his position. That's what he does. Towards the end of the season, Long wasn't injured. Yeah. He sat his ass on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Really, really started. Um, I don't think he's even Long as a guard. So, you got to move on. Look, we have four all linemen. I started four of the five starting linemen we're going to have going next year. We're guys we drafted. And they're all pretty young. But we need a left guard. We do. Got to have a left guard. Nelson. Hey, if Quentin Nelson fell to 13, can you just imagine him next to Trent? So, let me – hypothetically, I didn't mean to cut you off, Paul, because I know you were high on Nelson. And Cliff, I want you to answer this too. Hypothetically speaking, if we're at 13 and Nelson and Roquan is there, what are you doing? Nelson. Nelson, 100%. Because the general opinion on 
Roquan Smith is. He's a good player, but size could be a factor because he's pretty undersized. I think he's like 6'1", 235. He's but they also said that about – they said, they said that about Telvin Smith too in Jacksonville. Look at him. He's a stud. Okay, they did that. But <laughs> you, you saw what I said yesterday. His yeah. NFL comp is Larry Allen. He's a Hall of Famer. Jesus. Okay. I have not okay. seen one <laughs> negative review. About let's slow down. Let's slow down. On let's let. Okay, let's slow you down. You know what I'm about to say next? I sent you a picture of the player comp for Saquon Barkley on NFL.com. It said Barry Sanders. That is one of the most ridiculous. Things I would. I would. I would have just turned the laptop off. <laughs> My point is, I think that Quinn Nelson has a lot of skill. I think he is a day one, like Pro Bowl type guard. He is that ben- good. And everybody okay. has recognized his how good he is. He's dominant. Let's stay on this Nelson point. Better than Sheriff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But you guys are really high on Nelson. He's good. <laughs> Nelson looks like a very good player. Yeah, he does. He does. But he's not going to be there. But let's go ahead and say yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be there. Yeah. Not, but like, and we, we would have like three first round picks on our own line. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily the best use of resources, right? That's we have four linemen that are pretty good. Well, our enemy did it down in Texas, and their run uh, game is unstoppable. Their run game is unstoppable, but then they used – first of all, they used a pick on a running back, right? <laughs> if you think about their O-line now, mm-hmm. they took French at the end of the first round, mm-hmm. right? We'll pick Zach, Zach Martin was like mid-first round. Yeah, definitely. Talvin Smith. We would this would mean we use three top fifteen picks on offensive linemen. I hear you, including right. two top five picks. I right. wasn't on the train of drafting a, a lineman early, but just watching Nelson, it's just yeah. this. This is how is just, this is how good he is, Corey. Remember how how people were saying when you take a guard at five or six. What what pick was it that year in twenty fifteen? Was he five or six? When we took Sheriff. Five. Yeah, five. five. Yeah, okay. Five. Normally, that gets a lot of backlash. Nobody would complain about taking Quinn Nelson at five. He's that good. Mm. I think that's only because no. there are no left tackles, though. Right. I think he. I think I was looking right. at NFL.com player grades, and I think he has the highest grade of any player this year coming out. Jesus. I mean, he. You can't draft a guard at one. I mean. Yeah. But I think that if you did, he you get the best player in, in this draft. He, well, look, I remember Jonathan Cooper. And I remember them telling us how good a player Jonathan Cooper was. What's the other one? Chance Warmack? Oh, Chance my God. Warmack. That's your man. That's definitely, that's definitely, he's a Bama boy, right? DJ Fluger. He is. 100%. Save it, ball. Nelson's my kind of lineman because he, he looks like he, he's pretty mean. Cliff, I like AC. Hey, for the people oh, out I there, Cliff, I don't mean, I'm not trying to cut you off, but my man Cliff is not a fan of drafting linemen early in the first round. So Cliff, to hear you say that, like that tells me we need to we need to get Nelson. Nah, we're not getting him. Right, we're thirteenth. Uh-huh. The days the days of us being this five win team are done. I hear you. So players like Nelson, we're just not gonna be able to get him. I just think we gotta. <laughs> that's but we already have a good old line. You right? We need a left guard, and we probably should sign a veteran. But. If we got Nelson, that'd be great. Maybe Nelson, maybe Nelson stepped that needs to release a video of him slow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need somebody to set him up. <laughs> we 
needs to get he needs to get he needs to get tonsilled out here. Man, damn. I I saw something on Twitter today, and and somebody had made a pretty compelling and and actual like a reasonably argued that Barkley could slip to thirteen. I I don't see it. I obviously don't see it. I think that's ridiculous. But he made a very compelling argument and, and showed and laid it out in diagrams. I was like. If Barkley slipped all the way to 13. What, what's the argument? I, I guess if the Browns don't take Well, that every team in front possibly, of them doesn't right? necessarily need them. I mean, that is, yeah, yeah. There, there are teams that could use a running back, obviously. But let's think about it. The Browns could easily go quarterback, and they could take Fitzpatrick at four. The, the Giants could use a running back, but they're probably going to go quarterback. And well, why no wouldn't team, the Browns take Nelson? The Browns <laughs> should take Nelson. Put him next to Joe Thomas, right? It seems like it makes more. But they're the Browns. Yes, but exactly. <laughs> yeah, if the, if the Browns were, were smart, they would probably take. They would probably take Bradley Chubb at one, or maybe take him at four. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, hey, if I were the Browns, I would take Nelson at one. I mean, why not secure the best player? Knowing the, the Browns, they're going to take no, Josh. No. They're going to take Allen, the quarterback. If I was the Browns, they're going to stink. If I was the Browns, I would trade down. I listen. I know I'm not Cousins. Really, what the Browns should do is sign Cousins and trade. Yeah, that's really what they should do. Bradley Chubb at one is one of those picks that ends up living in infamy. (laughs) 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 It becomes infamous. I mean, it is it is Cleveland, so you know. Like, who they take number one in twenty eighteen? No one's gonna remember five years from now. Damn, yeah. (laughs) On that Courtney Brown shit. Yeah, Courtney Brown. I do like Bradley Chubb though. I think Chubb. With Miles Garrett, then now you have something, and they got Danny Shelton in the middle. I think you're onto something on your D line if you can secure that guy. Um, I mean, they have like 30 picks, so the Browns need to do something. Yeah, they have. I think they have six picks in the first in the top 55 or something like that. Like, that's ridiculous. No, well, the Browns. I mean, the Browns are pulling the Sixers. Yeah, that's that money ball approach, right? They they got this like the Sixers got Hinky out of there, even though Hinky gave them all these assets. Mm-hmm. To bring in some old school guy to come make all the draft picks. That's the same thing the Browns are doing. They brought traditional people to do this. If they take Josh Allen, then they they screw all up. <laughs> they completely fuck up the whole process. <laughs> <laughs> no lie though. If they take Josh Allen, one, oh my hey, god! As much as I love seeing, uh, not love. I I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's a relief to know that there's at least one more team out there that's worse off than us, organizationally. <laughs> I would feel bad if they took Josh Allen at one. Why? I, why? Why? I just don't see it with well, him. Well, we have enough problems on our I, I just don't see it with him. We can't be feeling bad for Cleveland. Trust me. Not I, feeling bad for Cleveland. I, I hear you, hey, but I remember when they burned LeBron's jerseys. <laughs> the same people. <laughs> I, as a matter of fact, I hope you take him one. I hope we go zero sixteen again. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you, you draft Josh Allen, you're, you're on the way, Hugh Jackson, to 1-47. I hope they sign Cousins and go to 0-16. Damn. Damn, man. Damn, was that a shot? Sorry. Shot that was definitely a shot. An unnecessary shot at that, too. <laughs> you didn't have to do it. Um, <laughs> I could see Barkley falling that far, but it doesn't seem likely. It, it would be hilarious if somehow two years in a row we got top five talents. Without having a top five pick, am I the only one that's scared of drafting Barkley? Oh, I'm terrified. I well, Bar- Barkley at thirteen is not that. Nah, I, I hear mean, you, Paul. you're talking about a major risk to draft yeah. a running back at pick three and him being a bust at thirteen. It's not that bad. It's something about his game, and I'm not knocking them. I mean, I, I lost a lot of big, a lot of Big Ten football. 
he doesn't have like he's not the fastest running back. No, he's fast. I don't know, Cliff. He, I don't know. You know what I don't like? It's something about him. He doesn't break any tackles. Maybe that's what it is. I don't see him doing anything after the first contact, so to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't like I just I don't see the Maybe maybe it's just my anti-Penn uh, State running backs. <laughs> I don't see it. Right? Gurley. If you think about the other guys who have gone that high, mm-hmm. those guys were animals. Studs. Shout out to my man Gurley. Right? Gurley. <laughs> Fournette. Mm-hmm. Zeke. Zeke. Like, Paul had to do incredible it. Incredible. <laughs> back in... Did didn't Lamar Jackson have more rushing yards than Barkley? <laughs> hey, well, I'm glad. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Lamar Jackson, not to get sidetracked, if he's in the second round of our pick, do you take him? Yes or no? Nope. No. No. Okay. Just I, I just I, I just wanted to know. I am, I am you know what? This again? Paul, no, are you doing it? Yes no, or no? No. no. He's at your second round pick. Yes or no? I I no. wasn't gonna bring this up, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And I, I'm actually breaking a little bit of news on here, right? So, no, I do know a guy who. Uh, is pretty tight with one of the scouts out of Reskins Park. Mm-hmm. And he said that no matter what happens in the first round, they're going best player available. And if it's Baker Mayfield, they're taking him. How got, How would you guys feel about that? No, I'd be pretty no. upset. I'd be no, pretty I'd upset be too, right? This. I'd be pretty pissed Stop off this. about that. No more quarterback. We're not doing that. I'm they better not do that. They said they're going best player available I'm, come I'm the first round. And if it's a quarterback, then it's a quarterback. Well, Baker Mayfield should be long gone with the way everybody's hyping him, and all these quarterbacks should be going early. But even with that, say, even if he's at our pick, no, we're not doing that. I'm tired of this. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do that. it. I wouldn't do it. No. I'm all for drafting a quarterback to develop, but at 13, no, no, absolutely no. not. No, you don't, don't sign take... Alex Smith and then draft a quarterback in the first round. No. Do not take any quarterbacks. No, we're not doing. You that. better sign the undrafted free agent. Yeah, I am tired of this battle. No, we're not doing that. You know damn well people will be calling. <laughs> yep. For... No, I'm we're not. Do not do that. That would be the worst decision they could make. I'm sick of it. The worst decision they could make is drafting a quarterback in the first round. Do not do that. That shouldn't even be a debate right now. We oh, just... No, it's not a debate. This is what this guy told me. No, I hear you. I'm just saying. And the, and just... the guy who told me is a pretty reliable source, too. When he told me, I was pretty shocked. I was like, are you serious? Bruh. We just traded it for Alex, and we just gave him an extension. There is absolutely no reason to be drafting a quarterback in the first round. Oh, no, no. Not Listen, anyone from this class. The thing is, there is a reason. Don't do it. Bro. I can understand why you take a quarterback. No, don't do that. I am tired of all the talk being about quarterbacks. Yeah, no. I'm sick of it. I don't no. want to deal with that shit anymore. Just let Alex Smith play quarterback. If he sucks, they don't draft another one. Yeah. Don't do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> I was at my brother's house for Super Bowl party. Oh, man. And some of his kids' fans there, they were like, we should draft a quarterback still because we need to have a plan in place. And I'm like, F these plans. <laughs> Stop turning my sports radio and my blogs into quarterback talk. But, Cliff, you would think people would notice after what just occurred in the playoffs, it's not all about the quarterback, man. The Vikings played three quarterbacks this year. Well, two. I'm sorry. 
But what with that mean? said, they had they had three. Well, actually, Bridgewater did get some time. Yeah, but Teddy was out come, there. Come on, man. Like, no, it's everything is not about the quarterback. If you have a shit defense, you're not going anywhere. Let me tell you something. They take Josh Allen at thirteen. You won't find my oh, ass at FedEx. Nah, Paul, nah. you on your, Paul, you gonna be on your own. Yeah, because I'm gonna go by myself. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, but to answer your question, if Lamar Jackson was there in the second round, would I take him? Listen, I, you know how much I love Lamar Jackson. I, I would have wanted us to draft him even before we had Alex Smith in the fold. I, I just think we got too we have too much going on right now. We need other things. We have bigger fish to fry. Like I would do anything with that second round pick outside of quarterback. Okay, Listen, per, be perfectly my, honest. My my plan would be to spend free agent money on offense, right? Offensive line, add a receiver. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob. Possibly you upgrade running back if that's out there, depending on who gets cut. And then it looks like we got to get some D linemen. Mm-hmm. We got to get some linebackers. Do not just let our offseason go quietly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we, we, we raced dominate January. Let's just shut up and, and lay low until, I mean, we, we un, took- until August. We took the early headlines at the Super Bowl. Right. No, that, was, that was great. That was a great idea, actually. <laughs> if you think about it, that was a great idea because no one even remembers we traded for Alex Smith. Yeah. Right. It's moved on. It's already gone. It's done. Well done by them. Yeah. We traded for Alex Smith at, at like 9 p.m. It gets announced. People are freaking out. It's already out of the news because given the state of our country, <laughs> things outside of football... Things get out of the news quick. I don't know if you guys have noticed. You mean like the parade we're supposed to have with the tanks rolling down DC streets? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Your boy might not be on 50 Gun next year if they have the tanks. <laughs> Paul might have to bail me out. <laughs> I, see goddamn, I see a goddamn tank on Constitution Avenue. This is going to be a problem. I'm like, what in tarnations? <laughs> Oh my but, god! We'll save that for the uh, Cold War podcast. <laughs> Cold <laughs> War pod. That, that's what you know. What? Let me shut up. Let me let me shut all the let way. Let me tell up. you something, man. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> if that is the first parade we have in DC, oh my gosh! We need to have a. We can't even have a team with a title. Oh man! All right. We got we got goddamn nuclear missiles. I'm going to hop off Farragut North to see a big-ass tank just sitting there. Oh, it, it's wild because you, you see all these parades going down on Broad Street in Philly, and I'm thinking to myself, who's going to be first out of parade? Is it the Redskins? Is it the Caps? Is it the Nationals? Is it the Wizards? Nah, it's going to be it's gonna be 45. <laughs> and, and Melania riding a fucking nuclear missile down Constitution <laughs> Avenue. Oh, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Oh, oh man, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna re- reevaluate my situation about being in the DMV, bro. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Tanks. Tanks. <laughs> any, any other any other draft thoughts? Any other Cold, draft thoughts? About Cold you War pod coming, folks. Stay tuned. Oh man. Oh um, man. Not really. I, I... We'll, we'll, yeah. have, we'll have plenty more to talk about during yeah, the rest of the offseason. Because this, this dumbass league has their draft eight. <laughs> right 
Hey, Cliff, stop assaulting my game, man. No, but he's right. Oh, 100%. Why is it, it's why is it draft yeah. in every other sport? Baseball is in the middle of the season, but the NBA is right after the season. The NBA draft is right after the season. Why is it? After. Right. Well, before they did all this nonsense, the combine would be going on, like, right now. No. You, just have your combine the day after the season's over. But, but you see, they've even pushed the – that's my point, Cliff. They right. pushed the combine back. They pushed – like everything has been delayed. Well, oh, yeah, I, I, they do it because they they want the NFL wants to dominate. They want to dominate the calendar, so they well, spread it out. They make sure that they are in the news twelve months out of the year. Yeah, but you know what the problem is is that in the social media era with Twitter, the NBA dominates Twitter in a way mm-hmm. that the NFL can only dream of. Right. I agree. They got games. They got games every damn night, and, and they have drama mm-hmm. every day. I know Corey thinks it's like this soap opera shit, but that shit is compelling. Oh, I no, I just do that to be funny, Cliff. You know I, I don't give about. a damn about some <laughs> anonymous scouts' comments. Yeah. Because it's the same cycle every NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks. The draft is not so fucking 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. When is the draft? When is it? Is it April? April? April 28th. April. No, in, I think in past years, it did, last, last year was in April, but I think the year before that actually was in May. Yeah, that was stupid. What? Well, this year is I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like April 28th. Yeah. Well, they spread it out. Because they got the first round on thir- what is it, Thursday night, second round, hey, Friday night. I miss the good old days when rounds one through three were on Saturday, four through yes. seven on Sunday. I miss yes, that. Yes, bro. God, but, but what I don't o'clock. miss was the damn 35 minutes between first-round picks. I don't miss that. Not at all. Listen, when it was on Saturday. One through three. You can say, you know what? I'm going to chill with my homies on yep. Saturday. I'm going to crack some bottles open. Mm-hmm. No. And see who my squad gets. So I can watch Corey and Paul flip out when the cop <laughs> goes to Morris Claiborne. <laughs> I don't think people understand. When the Cowboys <laughs> took Morris Claiborne, you two were so defeated. <laughs> we had to deal with Claiborne for the next 10 years. <laughs> A year later, we were, we were actually mad that Claiborne left the Cowboys for real. Yep, 100%. Pretty so. sure I fried my boy EJ a couple times. Like, damn man, why didn't you resign Claiborne? I was only I was only blown because he had a good I, season. Too. We had just traded up for Griff, and then they traded for Claiborne. I'm like, why y'all trying to show us up? <laughs> for real, let us live, man. Damn. Well, we're, I haven't. I don't know if you guys heard, but word out of Dallas is they're moving Byron Jones uh, back to cornerback. Good, good. Ooh. Another Ooh. position where he can't guard Jordan Reed. Excellent. I was just about to say, we all know he can't guard the tight end. If he can't cover tight ends. If your ass, if you can't, not even can't cover him, if your ass can't stay with tight ends, then how the hell are you going to stay wide receivers? Jordan right. had a field day on that bum. Fuck out of here. Taking corners from UConn. This is what right, happens. Move in the corner. Crowder will eat his ass alive in that slot. Right. We'll save that for uh, j- September. <laughs> it's, it's wild because I didn't think that Byron Jones was going to be that bad. Because I, t- I couple years ago, I thought he was actually pretty decent. But he this past year, he uh, he didn't they he bench him? Be- for uh, what's the name? I was gonna say, did I feel like he came on like late at UConn? Like he had this crazy game where he had like big time. Well, it's not even that. Shit. I mean, yes, he did come on late at UConn, but he also had a monster combine. 
Yeah, my bad. You we, right. we had like a, what, like he ran like a four three five. He had like crazy a vertical shit. Vert, like yeah, he mm-hmm. had an amazing vertical. He had an amazing broad jump, and the mm-hmm. Cowboys just were salivating and they Bro, drafted him. He's, he's fast. He can jump high. Once you set his ass to the Olympics, right. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he went to UConn, man. Hey, Jordan Reed has a field day on that boat, man. Like how many players have come out of UConn? <laughs> Who? Well, Jordan. <laughs> and the thing is, that's not even to say that UConn can't. It's just like they literally don't produce football players. Yeah, definitely not. It's bad. You're better off taking. You're better off taking Kemba Walker. <laughs> <laughs> These dudes took a safety from UConn in round one. That's some shit that happens in like Madden or some shit. Hey man, auto generated players or something. Ruskers have traded their draft rights for Kevin Ollie. <laughs> I'll, hey, I'll, I'll be sick. I'll be sick. I'll, I'll, I'll never podcast again. Kevin Ollie. <laughs> no, I was never, never sold on Byron Jones. Never. And weren't they called like Byron T. Jones? Mm-hmm. First, yeah. They were on. so boosted when they drafted come him on, too. Come on, man. How how could they be boosted? They never seen them. <laughs> well, there's cowboy fans. They don't. I know. They're not the they smartest never. bunch. You know. Who the hell watches UConn football? Right. I feel like I only saw them when they had uh, Randy Etzel, when they had their little run. Randy Etzel. Yeah, Jeez. their run of playing in the AirForce.com game. <laughs> <laughs> the Michelin Tire Bowl and shit. The um, Dunkin' Donuts Bowl. Right? <laughs> what kind of run is that? The glory days of UConn football when they were going 7-5. and five. In the Big East. Here we are live at the GoDaddy.com <laughs> with UConn and USF. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why you shouldn't know USF, man? Shout hey, I know. I shouldn't have done that. My fault, USF. Y'all Shout out to Charlie bad. Strong, man. My bad. My bad, Charlie. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's, it's good to be back. Stay back on the podcast. Yeah, hey, y'all, man. Y'all, y'all are extra spicy tonight. Good. Good for y'all, man. Skins news is coming soon, man. Super Bowl's over. Unfortunately, the Eagles lost, but, you know, franchise tag de- deadline's coming up. Then we got free agency, man. About to get right back into it. Definitely, man. We, we got a lot to talk about this offseason. We'll be back next week. We'll, we'll find something, somebody to roast or somebody to bust on. For now, we're going to sign off. Thanks for being with us again. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social medias. We're all at 50 Gut Blog. Download the podcast on Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play Store, Apple Podcast Store, because the podcast is everywhere. Uh, guys, tell me where to find you on social media. At YoungHalf underscore 21. At Cliff Groff, no underscore. Underscore for the late great Sean T. You know that deuce one always. You know me, Cliff. I roll. <laughs> Cowboy fans, don't tweet me. You guys are lame. Don't want to hear from you. Eagles fans, fuck you. Still don't like you. Get out of my face. Damn. Corey, oh, you, you, you do have to have some humility, though. You, you can't be a bad loser because. No, what do you mean? That's like nope. A, nope. Fuck them. Hey. <laughs> Because in the end, if we had won, you know what they would say. They get no congratulations. None. None. Yeah, but let, 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 let's not just see you in September. Let's just not be bitter about it. I mean, I mean, no bitterness. No bitterness. No, no bitter. <laughs> so it, took, it took them long enough. I will say this. Oh, Corey. <laughs> the, the, the Giants, the Giants managed to be at the Super Bowl as well. Mm-hmm. The Giants had their little commercial. <laughs> Yo, we didn't address the Eli commercial. <laughs> we didn't address that. Hey.
That is a well, hey, That hey, was our highlight of the year, man. Your boy's a thought. Speaking of thoughty Pippins, <laughs> your, your boy Odell is very thoughty. This man is, is extra. You think Sue is extra? That dog, man is... You just called Odell a thought, dog. <laughs> Let me ask you. <laughs> hey, the whole time, we would take Odell here. Are you kidding? I'd, I'd pick him up <laughs> at JFK Airport. I'd pack all his things. I'd drop him off. I would meet him at the airport at Ashburn. I, I would drive him to introductory press conference and all that shit. Shit, I do, do, do the main A from my house to the damn airport. <laughs> 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 oh, all right, you, well, you know he would be dancing, so hey, that'd be perfect, Cliff. You already know. <laughs> He'd definitely be in there, and he would definitely do his best Dion impression with the burgundy suit at the introductory press conference. You know that he would come through and, and stunt on everybody. <laughs> then he'd go right to stadium. You know what? <laughs> on, on that note, we're signing off. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right.